Samir, it's great to have you here. I'm really excited to talk to you. You are the CEO and founder of Heyday. You're also a participant in our DeepGram startup program. Heyday is doing some pretty rocking stuff. I mean, let me just break down the short blurb about what you all are doing, and then you can get into it a little bit more because I would love to hear your story and how you created it. But for those yeah. who do not know, Heyday is an AI thought partner that is for knowledge workers and you're primarily working right now with executive coaches. So that being said, that was a bit of a mouthful. <laughs> I want to know, though, before we learn more about Heyday and how you came up with the idea, what's yeah. your story? Yeah, uh, I've got kind of, I mean, probably most startup founders have like a weird story, So, but like typically weird story. Uh, my dad was a diplomat. I was born in Bangladesh, so I moved around a lot growing up. Um, so like lived in the US when I was super young, but then moved to uh, Saudi Arabia, back to Bangladesh, to England, to Iran, Bangladesh again. And then my dad very unexpectedly died when I was 14. And my mom decided to move the whole family to uh, New York City. So uh, weirdly, I consider, you know, have moved moving around a lot in my life. Like New York is like the place that I consider home. Uh, so um, I don't know how I have like a, a very clean American accent because I learned English all over the place. At some point, I had a British accent. I don't know what happened to it. It comes out when I get drunk. Uh, so that's like the start of that. I actually studied like electrical engineering, wireless signal processing with a side, like um, side in machine learning. And like at the time, like this is like 14 years ago. So like. Like, you know, what machine learning was back then, you know, kind of started getting into neural networks, started my career off at Amazon, was doing some like very early machine learning stuff with them, like doing recommendations on accessories. Uh, I was working on the retail side for a little bit. We're like, you know, <laughs> what HDMI cable should you buy with this TV? That that was like the life fulfilling work. Your yeah, amazing calling. work. It's crazy, though. So every TV would have like a set of recommended products before we used any machine learning for it it would be a human picking out for every tv oh, wow. like there's like a team of humans picking that stuff out so that's that's how weird it was back back then and, wow. and like i had to like i was like a new employee and i had to like convince like multiple levels of people that like why are we why are we doing this with the team <laughs> this is like uh so uh and then i eventually worked at aws for a little bit but honestly, got realized that I really didn't like working at big companies like multiple times. I learned a lot from AWS, but multiple times like bureaucracy getting in the way of doing things, even at a company like Amazon was just like, you know what? Screw it. <laughs> I just want to work at smaller companies. So uh, I was up in Seattle. I um, worked at another company doing like consulting work with uh, products like, you know, the Nike Fuel Band. Disney is like Magic Band. There's like a bunch of stuff that was around like using small ml algorithms on top in like in devices so like yep. like steps and stuff like that super interesting work but then realized like i loved actually being part of the product development process like being a client like being like a sole like development shop it was like nike or whoever would just tell us we want to build this this is what needs to happen and like so i moved down to work at a small startup uh and i've been in the bay area for like nine years now uh, started w another company before 
payday that I shut down. So I'm technically a second time founder, even though it feels like it's just as hard anyway. <laughs> Maybe a little bit easier, but uh, yeah. Uh, primarily, my machine learning work has been in text uh, and natural language processing. And so I've been basically building that kind of stuff for for years, you know, basically my whole career. Uh, I did do some, like, you know, signal processing-based prediction algorithms, but that was, like, like not that much. Uh, but, yeah, I've been working on, like, search and natural language processing and text for a long time. Yeah. So you recognized the love for developing products and being on the product side of things and understanding yeah. what the user would potentially want. And that got you into the startup game. How long ago did you start Heyday and what was the motivation behind So Heyday it? was two years ago and that was like right after, like within a couple of months of shutting down a previous company because, you know, I think there's a, startup founders are crazy psychotic people, I'd say, and I'm one of them. Uh, instead of taking a break, just being like, well, let's, I got a, another thing. Why don't we just jump into it? Um, so that's the, that's how Heyday started. Uh, and Heyday started with a lot of the like, a mix of like the pre the first company journal we'd started as like hey what if you could have like a google like search for all your own stuff okay. so it would integrate with sounds very familiar these days yeah yeah and like well i i feel like we have a lot of learnings from that so well i can share that it could either just be execution failure or actually learning that people think it's cool but then won't pay for it uh is uh, we integrated with like all the things like Google, Google Docs, Gmail, Dropbox, Box at the t at the time, Slack, and then we would be one place for you to search for everything. And it's we got to like twenty thousand users in a freemium way, but very few of them were like actually converting to paying users. Couldn't figure out the business model, and like uh, we I, we still had like an incredible search engine. We basically built our own at the time, built our own vector DB because that's what? there was no vector DB. So uh, it would have been nicer to not have to spend like six months building our own vector database uh, and just use Pinecone or what the hell exists now. So many things. You've got Quadrant, you've got Weavia, you've yeah, got Yeah, we, or we could have made that into the business. Also, yeah. no one would have wanted that at that point. So we were too early for a lot of things, I would say. Um, but also, I think we learned that like, we were building a really general product without a lot of um, direct, like magical workflows. And honestly, even that, we didn't quite carry over into learning, like applying that learning directly with Heyday. With Heyday, one of the few, one of the first things was we got to be like, instead, like we got to be solving a real use case. We, like, I, I'm still, I'm very passionate about like leveraging information, knowledge. I'm, I'm slightly ADHD. Uh, and also care about like automating away like anything that humans don't need to work on. I'm very passionate about like building tools that help pe like allow people to focus on the things that they're either excited about creating that they they have like a unique human potential to create. And so, you know, all the things that I've worked on are kind of related to that. Um, probably why I'm excited about machine learning and AI in general. But uh, so with Heyday, we wanted to do the same kind of thing, but also but be even more AI forward, not just like search. Um, so could we figure out ways to be like assistive without people prompting us? Uh, you know, prompt is a word that's uh, overloaded these days. But like, you know, uh, 
I don't mean just like prompt in like the open AI type sense or whatever language model sense. I just mean like when I the the ideal AI for me like can sense when I need something and just like provides it. Um, and we weren't doing that. People would have to basically change behavior and come to journal to do that. So from the get go, hey Dave, you know we we started by hey, could we serve like alternate answers to things alongside Google search results? So it would be like, oh, hey, like you're looking for some uh, way to, you know, uh, like tips on fundraising, right? Creating a pitch deck. And turns out you read like three articles about that before, or you even took notes about it. And it was like years ago. And like our goal would be like surface that right next to the Google search results and be like, oh, this is like stuff from your memory, from your previous research um and but like we all and then we that started doing better it was paid from the get-go we had like four or five hundred paying users but uh we then got stuck with another thing where it's like it's still too general there weren't enough people like there were people who were enjoying it but no one was like oh my god this has changed my complete yeah this is this has changed my life and so our hypothesis was we really need to like build so we wanted to focus on a like single persona and we we kind of looked into who was already getting value from Heyday. There's like a cluster of like journalists, marketers, investors, startup founders and executive coaches for some reason. So we like kind of like dug in and evaluated across like a different bunch of different uh, you know how how likely are we to help them? How much do they care about this problem? How good are they as like early startup customers like can they journalists are like on the opposite end of the spectrum like uh because they don't really have make buying decisions themselves so terrible at buying tools uh so based on a lot of that we we went with executive coaches and have been working with them for like the last six months and launched a product that's more folk well the product's been launched for long but like the features that are focused around coaches we launched that like a month or I guess two months ago now, and um, that's been going really, really well. But we're still uh, in the phase of figuring out how to get it in front of more coaches. So, can you tell me more about this idea around magical workflows that you said you learned back at Journal, and you didn't quite put it into production or understand or internalize that learning when you started Heyday? But it feels like now you have. Yeah, it's actually. It's just, it's one of those things that I'm like, how have I been a startup founder for like five, six years, but didn't do this where we spent like three, basically three to four months, uh, you know, we're, we're building AI ML products. So like, we're like, we set up a process where like, okay, we're going to work with 10 to 15 coaches who sign an NDA with us. And our goal is to like, learn what we can help them with and then be a human, uh, service that does the work for them. While while we're doing that, our job is to automate away the work that we're doing mm. using AI. So instead of a human doing it, eventually it becomes like the AI starts doing it. And then we have like we have like a tuning process. So we basically like learned on our own work um, and learned in the process what are the problems that are most uh, kind of impactful to solve for coaches. Uh, it it also lines up to the you know, the the types of problems we're, sol- we're solving are, like, very general in some ways. So in, we- in weird ways, it's going to be, like, easy to go to the next persona. We think, like, 
a lot of consultants have the same problem. Coaches are basically like a small, like small subset of the consultants that we could go after soon after. But this idea, or at least our hypothesis is going persona at a time, we can like talk to real people and find out what their problems are and then balance this. Like we want to be a, in the long run, a thought partner, an AI thought partner for everyone. But in the short term, how can we build things that can help more people in the long run, but in focused on this this group of people? So it's, it's still like a concrete problem that we're helping someone solve, but with an eye to, well, let's not do like really coach specific things like that only coaches need, but let's find the like general problems that they need help with that we can automate away. So talk to me about how the product has evolved from the beginning and then becoming coaches. You said that in the beginning, it was something like, oh yeah, you've actually researched this before in the past and you're Googling it. So you probably want these relevant links or this relevant Google doc that you have, something like that. How did it evolve since then? Yeah. So a lot of the, like the product surface area in the beginning was simply we're indexing all your public browsing. Um, so it's a browser extension that indexes all the readings that you're doing, videos that you're watching. Um, it also um, integrates with your email, your Google Calendar, Slack, Notion, all that stuff. Places where important content exists. Mm-hmm. And then the main way is to like surface that while you're doing your normal browsing. So when you're searching in Google, show like show up with other helpful search results. When you're looking at a new like a an article can we like show you other potentially related articles maybe we know information about the author like you've read other things by that author can we show you that can we show you like uh hey have you have has someone mentioned this to you in some other channel like in slack or gmail so we can show like this was shared to you by demetrios two weeks ago and you just forgot about it so that was like the initial kind of state of the product but um over time, we evolved that to, you know, do more with AI. So we allowed you people to, like, organize things automatically into topics. So they could tell us, like, hey, I'm interested in machine learning. As I'm reading new things about machine learning, I can kind of build, like, an ever-growing knowledge base by saying every day you, we suggest, like, hey, here's, like, the here's like five things you read about machine learning yesterday. Do you want to, like, save them away into your machine learning topic? And so it makes it easier for you to like keep your topics growing. But now we wanted to use that backend to serve coaches. And the way we've been helping them is two, two big ways. One, how do we make it so that they can have, they can focus on their, their superpower, which is uh, having insightful conversations with their clients and not do all the other stuff around it. So they, they usually have to take a lot of notes. They have to like prepare ahead of the session and then they have to review their notes to like be like well, well what were that was that client working on and they usually have like 10 to 15 clients it's hard to like keep all that in in memory so they're they're usually like juggling a bunch of stuff they like frequently recommend like documents or articles or things for the client to read um and track like action items and things like that for that client and so we were we just built an ai that can both understand all the conversations that someone's having with their client because we have an email integration or Slack or like the documents that are being shared between that client. And we added a Zoom like integration, uh, which 
as part of that pipeline, that's where we use DeepGram, where we um, transcribe the audio from recordings of a client session, and then we extract the most meaningful insights from it with the context of the client overall. So previous sessions, like all the notes that the, the the coach may have taken, the like um, email threads between, so like we understand like, hey, here are the things that are important to this client. So like, you know, if you have like a 20 minute conversation about vacation to start the conversation, like that's not the most important thing to pull out as an insight, right? So that's been like super well received by coaches because they now can go use Heyday to instead not take notes during sessions, be really present with their client, and then not spend only like five minutes correcting the auto-generated notes from Heyday and sending it off to their clients. But then it becomes like part of their system that they get prompted to review right before their next session by Heyday. It's like Heyday's like, oh, hey, here's like the stuff from the last session. Here's like general themes. This is probably all you need to like review to be prepped for your next session. So that's been yeah, super well. helpful. And then the other piece is coaches are like generating lots of useful insights. They're having these thought-provoking conversations but they also have to, they're like solo entrepreneurs. They have to grow their brand and their business to get more clients, or they want to turn that, all those insightful things that they're talking about into like writing, even if they don't want to grow their brand, maybe they want to create like a framework and share it with their customers. And so we've also built an AI, like content writing assistant, which on, this is like very general, I would say to lots of people because uh, we help essentially be like an outliner plus first draft writer using only the content either you've written yourself or you've, you know, from your own conversations over email or Zoom or whatever. Or, you know, if you're, if you want to like source like information from other folks, if you've been doing a lot of research about LLMs, but you haven't written much, you can also, because of the browser extension, we automatically know everything you've read about LLMs. You can say, no, actually, I want to use all the readings that I've been doing on my research about LLMs too. And so it's like not just chat GPT style bullshit being drawn out. It's our goal is to help people share original, authentic insights. But for folks who are not like natural writers, help them get a first draft out, but only from the content that is actually their own. Yeah. So it goes much deeper and it's yeah. not just that surface level. I can see that. And I know just in the times that I've had coaches interact with me and I've had coaching sessions. Right. One of the biggest things that you do is you write down a lot of these learnings. Right. And me as the person that is not the coach, the coach tells me to go write this stuff down. And right. And then they come back the week or two weeks later and they say, so, all right, were you able to do that? Show me what, what you learned from it. But that is exactly like what you're saying. They have to keep it in memory and they have to know, review their notes like, oh, yeah, we talked about this and maybe they're not picking up everything because they're being more present than writing notes. And so I see the value in this. I love it. One last question for you before we jump. What have been some challenges when building with AI? I mean, I've been working on this for forever across yeah. many products. And so- Since Amazon days. It's just Amazon days. So when you have like very specific problems, right? Like you're predicting in all you want to do is predict the right product to add to the accessory and like 
it's very simple. That's that's like easy AI stuff. You know, back then it was a little harder, but even then it was easy to beat humans at that. The next big thing I'd worked on was uh, I, I was working at a company called Mattermark as head of machine learning. And um, we, we were a private company database and people wanted to search for, you know, companies by like descriptions. Our customers were like VCs and salespeople. So if someone searched like, hey, like, I want to find all the uh, ride sharing companies in 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 the Bay Area or in California or or, or all the gig economy companies in yeah. in the Bay Area, we wanted to be able to like at search time do <laughs> kind of what is done now the the semantic search. We you know we we had a vector database that was like the inspiration for like wait there's a better way to do search. We can like do embeddings. We can do like similarity and we could do this across like a lot of content so that was like a directed problem we were solving we're helping salespeople and vcs descriptively find their the companies that they're looking for i made the leap to make it super general too quickly and i think i've struggled for years based on that and so when you see things like rewind which is really cool but like again i think they're just like Maybe they were going to execute much better than we did, but my problem with it is it's like a it's a hammer looking for a nail. Even though it's like it's cool that you can index all this stuff, but what am I going to use it for? Like very few companies figure that out. Like Google, Google's probably like one of the only ones that's like all it is is a search box for the entire world, and like people will figure out how to use it. Uh, a lot of times, I think that like starting with like define problems and then finding who the people who really need it solved, building something for them, and then realizing, oh, it could be generalized to a bunch of other things. Like, let's do it again. Let's, like, roll forward and figure out, like, what are the actual needs, um, and then automating those things. And the other thing is, like, don't... I, I think, like, uh, anytime you try to automate away humans from something, it's, it's going to seem really cool at first, but generally speaking, it's going to be, like, 80% good enough and then, uh, and that's fine for a lot of things, right? Like I might say like all the SEO content that's getting, that gets put out was all garbage in the first place. And so he, AI written SEO content is probably good enough, but like, yeah. you don't really want like chat GPT spat out like content about how to build startups in AI, right? Like it should mean you be replaced by chat GPT, just like splatting out stuff. No, <laughs> not yet, not at least. <laughs> yeah. Words of wisdom. Samir, I appreciate you coming on here and getting to talk to us about what you are doing, what you are building. And I'm going to take a lot of this to heart because I feel like it resonates a ton with me right now. This idea, especially that you just mentioned on finding people who have that problem. First, defining a problem and then finding right. people who resonate with that problem is huge for me so you could you could go the other way too like you could easily just go talk to people and then find the problem by talking to them like like i i guess there's like a high level thing like you can't just like show up with like nothing like but you know we we showed up with hey we're we're gonna be an ai knowledge base for everything for you what do you what would you use that to like automate <laughs> that was like a pretty ge general question and uh we learned a lot of cool stuff from that that we had no idea about well, this has been great, dude. Thank you so much for coming on here.
course, man. Thank you for having me.